you spend your Sundays looking for something fun to do, usually they're so drab and dull. <sighs> Boring. We have just the thing for you. November 28th, the Old Rock House and Rock Paper Podcast present Debstock 2021. Featuring music by Nick Gussman and the Coyotes. Screeching halts. Debstock 2021, November 28th from 3 to 7 at the Old Rock House, 1200 South 7th Street, St. Louis, Missouri. Tickets on sale at MetroTix.com. Debstock 2021, a benefit for glioblastoma brain cancer. Brought to you by Old Rock House and Rock Paper Podcast. Hey everybody, Shane Presley, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you for checking out another brand new episode of the show. Today's features the Screeching Halts. Had a lot of fun hanging out with them, talking about their brand new debut EP, available now wherever you get your digital music at. But we're going to hear the entire album right here on today's episode as we dive through the record and talking about some stories behind the songs, recording, uh, how the band formed even, and everything else. We had a lot of fun just hanging out at Gaslight over there on the hill, so... Um, big thanks to, uh, my friends at Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler for their continued support. Ladies and gentlemen, it's officially beard season with fall and no shave November right around the corner. This is prime time to grow a beard and Roughneck Beard Company has you covered. Using a good beard oil from day one of growth sets the stage for a faster, fuller, healthier growth. Avoid dry skin and the dreaded beard itch. By combining with Roughneck Genesis for a vitamin punch that really gets things moving. Stop in today or order online to build your kit and kick your growth into high gear. Again, visit them in Maplewood, Missouri off of Manchester or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase. Again, you can uh, find all that at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Also, uh, you heard it from Tony, but uh, I do want to remind everybody that Debstock is happening November 28th. I would love to see you all out there and support this show. Um, going to be a great time for a great cause. Bringing along my very talented friends in one-way traffic, Nick Gussman and the Coyotes, the Screeching Halt says you're here today, and Spank on you. Grab some tickets at metrotix.com today. And uh, if you need me, of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on that email at rockpaperpodcast at gmail. Any of the socials, I would love to hear from you all. And uh, let me know what you think of this new Screeching Halt CP. With that out of the way, sit back, relax, 
and enjoy this brand new episode with the screeching halts. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm Becca. I'm Britton. And I'm Rick. And together, we're, we're the, the Screeching Halts. And you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Woo! Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats is the shame, covers nonstop, never know what. New kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot, could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has, could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero He's your hero, he's your bestie Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley Rock Paper Podcast Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today with the Screeching Halts. What a... Welcome hey, back to the on? show, everybody. <laughs> or welcome to the show, back to the show for some of you. Welcome to the show officially as a group. I should properly say that. <laughs> this intro is brought to you by Jameson. Yeah, I'm uh, very excited about this, guys. I woke up in Jacksonville, Florida this morning. And I said, I got to get to St. Louis. I got a podcast with Screeching Holes. I, I didn't realize when we were talking about Jacksonville earlier before the show that you were there this morning. I had Liter- no idea. Literally, uh, yeah, I left uh, about uh, 11 o'clock this morning and flew home and here to party with you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're honored. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I went down. I was, uh, I said, take me to the birthplace of Limp Biscuit. And... Uh, <laughs> That's well, as, many, as many do. do. Yeah, right. As many do say that. I was like, I gotta, I gotta pay my respects to the the greats. <laughs> so, I actually, I did learn um, uh, on the drive down. I knew they were like in uh, all through that area and stuff, but that uh, I think uh, Greg and Dwayne Allman were born in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, but then I kind of got the move the band to like Macon, Georgia. It went to when things really started ramping up for them and stuff, but. So that was kind of cool to find out, too. Yeah, I know that. I didn't know yeah. that either. Four um, boys. Yeah. But, yeah, so I was uh, was doing some some Googling when I was uh, on my travels, sitting in the passenger seat in the, <laughs> in the box truck and driving down there on the way back and on the way down there and then flew back home today to to meet you all and talk about this brand-new EP oh, and uh, get to officially uh, sit down with the group. Um like I said, some of you all have been on the show in various capacities, but it's cool to have a proper Screeching Halts episode going now, finally. Oh. Um, but I thought this could be cool, like, to uh, kind of do an album preview. You know, we've got – it's all out there readily available now, but we can go into some stories behind some of these songs and the recording process of all of it and all that fun stuff. So uh, I guess before we get there, though, you um, – you, uh, you guys did say before we clicked record that we have some Limp Bizkit stories, and I figured <laughs> I figured we'd hook the audience with some of the some gold. Well, since uh, I think Rick, Rick this is going to be the best part of the whole yeah. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Rick, we're yeah we were having this conversation before we pressed record that 
Limp Bizkit stories, and uh, Rick said his is better than mine, and I, I'm going to agree before I ever hear either stories, so all I'm going to say is <laughs> I had just saw the Lollapalooza performance, and I didn't know that Limp Bizkit played it. I had no idea that he played anything at all ever in the last 15 <laughs> to 20 years. Right. So I was just like, oh, man. Like Everyone's like, yeah, the whole thing where he's wearing the wig now, or maybe it's a wig, maybe it's not, the glasses, it the old man convincing. look. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but... <laughs> I was like, yeah, whatever. I saw the picture, and I was like, that's funny. And then I didn't ever think I was ever going to see the video, and then we had a rehearsal, and it was on, someone put it on the TV, and I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. And then he would just, <laughs> we were skipping through songs, and the shit that he would say before and after songs, we were like, oh, okay, he's just making this crazy political statement real fast, <laughs> taking back shit that they had did before and being, like, apologizing for stuff, but then just calling off songs. Anyway, here's Nookie. Yeah, he, like, <laughs> talks about Nookie, and he's like, we wrote this song, and then all of a sudden uh, you guys all didn't understand or didn't listen to the verses. And yeah. then they just start the song, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty insightful. <laughs> like and then I start listening verses? to the verses, and I'm just still like, what the fuck is going on right now? But, uh, yeah, we watched it, and I was, just, I was kind of blown away about the whole thing. I just forgot about them and it was pretty interesting to just watch it again and see it at this day and age still existing (laughs) and and at one point that I'm done at one point he goes uh, he said something like raise your hand if this is your first Limp Bizkit show ever and then you just see a bunch of like 22 year old college kids (laughs) all just start throwing their hands up (laughs) the entire crowd like explodes when he says that and I'm just so funny there's like six people there yeah he just like laughed to himself he was like making jokes the whole time about just how absurd the whole thing was but they were, I mean, they were rocking. It was yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, I just love that everybody, like, focused on how crazy Fred looked, but nobody said anything about West Borg. On the mask, like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I know. And, like, Ugg boots and Yeah, yeah like, Marilyn Manson <laughs> meets... Uh, American Girl Doll. Yeah, yeah. meets, like, yeah, uh, steampunk thing going on. <laughs> yeah, American Girl Doll. Uh, <laughs> he actually had Ugg boots on? That, like, yeah, well, yeah. like, giant, like, Marilyn Manson kind of boots. Okay. And then he had, like, a weird plastic-looking mask, the right? Vision it, was, yeah. it was kind of bizarre. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, in his defense, though, uh, Wes, like, dresses like that, like, every day, so right, that's right. why I wasn't too shocked. <laughs> yeah. My Google research search right. history now is going to be, like, yeah. Wes Borland going to Walgreens. Just kidding. Trying yeah. to see, like, what he looks like. <laughs> he yeah. is the people of Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, it was funny, though, because, like, we, I was just talking about that whole performance the other day with a, a buddy at work, and... Him, I don't know. Something he mentioned, uh, like stuck or something, and like, and all of a sudden, I, for whatever reason, the, I, I still memorize those lyrics um, from Three Dollar Bill, y'all, and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, psycho female blowing up the phone line. <laughs> Why do I still know that? <laughs> so. That's a pretty good impression, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's almost spot on. Yeah, I mean, I got the backwards hat going for you. So. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Rick? What's your uh, Limp Bizkit oh, it's, story? Oh, it's literally, like, about as uncool. Oh. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, when he, when, he, <laughs> when he posted that thing about Limp, uh, like, I just started following him on Instagram because he had, like, five posts at that time because uh, I guess he, you know, restarted his career. And he had something on his story or whatever. So, like, I commented on it. I was like, hell yeah, Fred. And he, you know... Went back with the little 100, 
you know, reaction. I'm like, cool. He saw it and acknowledged it. So you guys that's are cool. best friends now? I think so. I think so. <laughs> Definitely that's where I'm Hitting going riding-wise for the band. Right. For sure. Rick finds himself on, Inst- like on Instagram specifically in, like, these battles with really, like, B-list celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> Whole story about the post from the guy from I Think You Should Leave, the older guy. Oh, that, yeah, like, that's why? a good story. I'll tell that story too. All right, real quick because so, that one's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Another celebrity that apparently just, you know, isn't going to give me any credit. Um, so Ruben Rabasa from I Think You Should Leave. He's in some other stuff, but he plays the old weird Italian guy in the um, the little skit where they're given car ideas. Like they're, you know, I don't know if you've seen I Think You Should Leave, but it's the best show ever. All right. And they're they're just like giving feedback for like you know they're like a What's that kind of group called? Not like a peer group, but like a focus group. Yeah. Focus group, yeah. yep. Um, and so, like, his main thing, he's like, I want a steering wheel that doesn't fly out of the car when I'm driving. That's all he wants. But he says it, like, in his Italian accent. I can't do that. But then a couple months later, Ford has a big old recall because the steering wheels are falling off of their cars. So I send this article to him, and I'm like, you know, there's that. And he reposted it. He put it on his story. And he used that for, like, another two months of content. I didn't get shit. <laughs> <laughs> he DM'd him a link to that. Like, <laughs> like, I didn't story. get anything out of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and we like we as a band religiously watched this yeah. show, so it was just so funny. We were like, "Holy shit!" Shot. So then there was there was shot. a couple things that he would post, and I would you know, you know, I wasn't super angry, but it was definitely like, "Hey man, I'm a bit disappointed." Right. And I'm a not bit mad. Let I'm down. just I look up to you, and this is how you treat me. And you know, after a while, I got kind of tired of that. So. And then you say unfollowed. Yeah. I still follow. Him. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I said, I look up to him. That's usually what, that's usually what people do. That's their like big like you know. That's it. I'm I'm unfollowing this page. Like, <laughs> I'm fed up with yeah, it. Yeah, that's their big uh, comeback. No, no, I'm uh, still trying to get into contact with Miley though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Um, <laughs> haven't yet. Right. Well, maybe uh, after this comes out. A couple more celebrities, you know. Right. A couple more feuds. Yeah. Couple more. Feuds. I feel like that should just be your like band bio. Yeah. <laughs> Currently feuding with these C list celebrities. Yeah. Moving our way up. Well, uh, all right. So I know we kind of you guys have probably talked about it, but I'd like to kind of like just talk briefly about uh, some of the how you four even came to be uh, the screeching halt. <coughs> how things like uh, how this all started for you. Mm-hmm. Who wants to take a lead I, on? If, well, I Rick, you, Rick, okay, sure. Um, Rick made a post on Facebook that I saw that was like, hey, who's trying to play some bluegrass? And at that time, I had just started playing mandolin. I wasn't like normally a guitar player, but I got into playing mandolin, and I had been playing a lot of bluegrass fiddle tunes and stuff. And so I responded and was like, yeah, man, we're definitely down to do that. And uh, after, after I messaged him, we were like, Let's get together. We got together a couple times, I think, and just played some tunes. And then we had gotten a um, uh, bluegrass kind of uh, bluegrass jam going down at the livery company before they closed, which was just a bar that we have both been at a million times in the different locations they've had it. But anyway, we started hosting a bluegrass um, thing like every other week, I think. Something around those lines. I can't yeah. remember it. And yeah. so we were doing that, and um, 
well, right when we started that, we got Britton on board because uh, him and I had been playing together in a ragtime band for a while. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. probably what, like October, November of like two years ago? Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It's something like about that right. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And so we uh, started playing together, doing hosting the jam, and I think probably after we had, I don't know, four or five jams maybe, maybe four, I would guess, maybe a little more. But um, we had... Becca had moved to St. Louis, who was an old friend of mine from college, and then we all were just kind of like hosting the jam together, and we just started playing together a bunch and decided to put the band together kind of in the midst of all that, and so that's sort of how it started. So then our band kind of just started hosting this open bluegrass jam where we'd probably have anywhere from just a few people to seven, eight, nine people with us playing. It was a lot of fun. We had a blast doing it while we could, and then COVID kind of stopped that, and then we sort of just kind of united as a band and then started working on our own music more, working on like playing more shows as a band and doing all that stuff, and that's kind of how that all sort of refined itself. Or Yeah, man. Very cool. Um, well, I know uh, a little bit about um, Matt and Rick as their previous guest of the show, but... Um, I don't know as much about Britton and Becca, so we're just, like, you guys want to share a little your backstory of how you got here to jamming in St. Louis and stuff with us? Me first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Matt actually came down to buy a mandolin and then heard news of the band and stuff like that, and I was going through a breakup, and I was planning on moving um, so then I came here in like December of two years ago. So it'll be two years in December. I yeah. think I think we met somewhere around that time. Probably at, uh, at Oyster Bar one night. Like yeah, we, I was fairly new. You came yeah. in and I remember we met and. Yep, and I really only knew Matt and like two of other our other friends from college. So he yeah. pretty much introduced me to everybody. Right. <laughs> I play music. Yep, and then uh, that was. I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I moved from Nashville. And then moved up here to St. Louis. So yeah, yeah. Was it uh, to get involved in music or work related, um, or just a change of pace? Just change of pace. Yeah. Closer to family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So worked out well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff happening in uh, St. Louis yeah. right now. I mean, for sure. Yep. Like there's all kinds of good stuff happening with music and food and mm-hmm. you know so yeah, food, portable, is, food especially has yeah. actually been trying to turn around more yeah. so than ever, which is nice. Right. All for that. Yeah. How about you, Brent? I know we've been buddies for a long time, but I don't really know a whole lot of your story either. Well, speaking about food, uh, I probably moved here probably eight years ago now. Fuck. Uh, Yeah, probably eight. And then just started working in kitchens as soon as I got here. And then found out that um, our mutual friends was needing a bass player uh, for the Native Sons. And so got kind of playing with them and met everyone in in the... you know, in that little music scene that that we got going on. And then it's about the time that I met Matt and we uh, played in the fighting side together, played a lot of stuff with Baxter, uh, Jacob Baxter. And, uh, yeah, and then he asked me to, I just so happened to get an upright. And um, well, I went to college for a couple of years playing upright. So I kind of knew my way a little bit around it. And then met him and then we joined what the hell uh silver arrows yeah it was the ragtime ragtime yep. band that we had going on and then oh rick 
Ricky just kind of fell into our laps <laughs> and started learning fiddle tunes and just kind of adventuring out from there. And I was swooned by all these people. So, yeah, yeah, glad to be here. But, yeah, um, I think it wasn't for definitely I couldn't be here if I was still working in, um, at the crow's nest or anything like that. It just takes a lot of time out of the day. Right. So, well, I'm typically you're probably working when all the you know practices and gigs and everything else, all the stuff yeah. happening in the evenings and things. That's when oh, you yeah. peak uh, dinner hours and all this fun mm-hmm. stuff. So, right. Um, <laughs> Lots of meals in the car. Yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, well, we got um, like I said, the EP is now uh, readily available beneath the Southern Sun, and uh, this is the uh, the big debut of Screeching Halts. And I thought, like I said, uh, said earlier, it would be fun to go through the record with you all. And uh, let's start with track one, and the song is called Betty Lou. Woo! And, uh, yeah, you got, you got to get that in there. <laughs> Let's talk about this song. How's that? This is a this is a Matt song, right? Yeah, this is a song I wrote. Um, God, I don't know, maybe a year ago. So that sounds right. Less than a year ago. But anyway, this doesn't matter. This song is uh, written about my. It, it's written originally was written theoretically, uh, just kind of about like a woman who doesn't really need you so you're like almost more enamored with her because she just lives her life and you're just kind of there at every moment and it's just like this thing where you don't feel like this person's dependent on you so it almost makes you want them more but um 
I kind of wrote it in this perspective of like this is an older woman who has already done all these things and has lived this life and now she's just this great like seasoned beautiful person and I was writing the song and I was like, like how <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Put this in the adult fiction anyway when I was writing the song I, I had uh, this thing where I couldn't figure out what the person's name was for, for, for I don't know for like longer than it should have taken it was like a couple weeks the song was written and I was like the hell is the right name and I just happened to go on Facebook to like check a message or something and um I went through my feed really fast, and my friend Skyler, who's the bartender down um, on Cherokee Street at Yaki's Pizza, she was her grandmother passed away, and she like wrote this great story about her grandmother and how much she meant to her. And her grandmother's name was Betty Lou, and I was like, that is the best name I've ever heard. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, that's the perfect name for this song. And so I put that name in there, and then when I did that I didn't say anything to her about it I was like that's probably weird she doesn't you know she was probably why the hell would you do that <laughs> and so I didn't say anything and then we actually played out in front of there and I told her and it was this really cool thing where she was just so happy and you know shared this big story about it to her family and tagged me in it and it was like really just great to see and so then she was like really excited when we were on airing on KDHX when we uh, before we released the record that was the song that we were airing and so she was just like blown on my phone like when is that going on when it's not it's not on yet I'm listening right now I was like it's awesome that you're like so invested now but yeah that's the story of that song it's and, you know it's kind of just a burner it's all about just getting the party started too that's we love playing it with yeah. like a lot of energy and you know it's got that rancid kind of like um, flat third thing digging into the fiddle tune part of it which it creates all this tension that we're trying to wow, draw, wow, you know. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. There it is. <laughs> yeah, it features, and it features, um, actually, the, on the record, it features um, Chad White on banjo, which is awesome because uh, he really just tears it up. And we just got it, in, we, did, we did that track live at Fat Buddha with Zach Gibbons, who's a good friend of ours and of the show. Um, we uh, did that track live with him and we had Chad just come in, sat in, we probably took the song three or four times, and we were just like, that's it, we're done. And uh, he knocked it out of the park, he did great, he's great to work mm -hmm. with. But um, I think uh, it's cool because it highlights all the instruments. There's solos, short solos from every instrument, so you get a, one from Rick on guitar, one from me on mandolin, Beck on the fiddle, and uh, Chad on banjo. So that's all really cool, and it came together really quickly and kind of reinstilled our faith in recording live a little bit, I would say. Yeah. So. yeah. I do like... Uh that you guys left the ending in there, you know, like... Yeah, Rick, would you like to explain oh, that? Yeah, man, let's, man. let's go there. All right, yeah. Well, yeah, so that one is definitely on me. Uh, so, man, I had everything bounced. It was all great. And um, I even, I swear, I even checked the endings. But then when I went to, like, after everything was live, you know, I didn't, I didn't touch it. Once I, like, submitted it, you know, I waited the two, three weeks, whatever you wait. And, um... Just didn't listen to the songs whatsoever. You know, because I, I, I listened to them so many times, and we've been playing these songs for so long that I'm just like, these are done. Yeah. I don't want to listen to them unless we have a gig, or you know, midnight when it comes out on whatever on the 13th when right, it came right. out. <clears throat> and so it comes out, and it comes out, and, and all weekend it, it goes, and I'm like, this is this is sweet. This is you know, great. I'm glad that this is out, and that this is out, and proud of it. And then I'm hanging out, I think I was out at my farm or whatever, and I'm listening to the, the record, 
and Betty Lou ends. And I'm like, huh. Why is there an extra 19 seconds at the end of this song? Like, that's an awfully big gap. And then I start talking, and Matt starts talking, and Becca starts talking. I'm like, oh, man. I really, I really biffed that one. But... You know, we didn't say anything it was bad. It's a happy mistake. Right. Yeah, yeah. It worked out. You know, it it, it definitely kind of drives home the fact that we did those two first two songs live. It right. leads into um, the others. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, so I can get away with Lucky it. Nobody mistake. yelled at me. <laughs> Nobody. You were worried. I was super worried. <laughs> I, I was expecting I, to get yelled I at. I told him, he goes, I can't believe I left that ending in there. I was like, dude, I thought you meant to do that. <laughs> I thought you did. <laughs> and it's funny because I. I uh, just thought about that the other day. I was listening to music and I had the new Bella Fleck record on mm, with oh yeah. just like it's an EP. And at the end of the Molly Tuttle Sierra Hall thing, they start laughing. And I think it's Molly. She's just like, I'm sorry, I messed that up or whatever. Yeah. And then they just start laughing. And then Sierra Hall starts playing this crazy lick. And it's just like, they're she's all, like, oh, this, this yeah, little number? They're all cracking yeah. up. And it's just like, this rules. You know? yeah. The beginning of that song, they do something so, similar, but it's sure. like. You know, that totally. kind of stuff to just show that it's live, too, in this way. And it's just, right. that's what yeah. music is, man. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That's, I mean, that's what I th loved about it. Like, even if it is a mistake, <laughs> but it was fun that it makes it real. And uh, I don't know, like, I think about, like, a, like the Lit It Be from the Beatles. Like, their, that record has a lot of them talking in it. Totally. Which, which I learned uh, on, an, on another podcast that that was all... Like, oh, fake. Yeah, it's all fake. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not actually talking to each other. I don't other. think they were even... Like, they probably just yeah, took that I don't even think they were in there. the room together. But, it, but the way he cut it, um, time. whatever... Uh, what's, what's his... Blinking uh, on his name now. Martin. The guy that recorded all of it. George cut, Martin. Yeah, Martin. But he... Uh, anyway, they, they cut it together and make it sound like they're having conversations, but it's all just... Uh, random studio stuff is real, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that is 100% uh, real. Yeah. I'll admit that. Right. Authentic. <laughs> when you listen yeah. to the scree screeching we, halls, it was real. Well, it's yeah. a stamp of authentic approval. Yeah. yeah, I think I was like Becca's. Like, I don't know. I didn't know like my intro. Yeah, like, it's, it's very, great. It's very about. real. Which <laughs> is why, like on the record. Yeah, which is why Rick thought I would be very mad at him. But yeah, yeah I thought you meant definitely. to do it. I was not uh, mad. Did not mean to. But hey, if everybody likes it, I meant to do it, and I'll do it on the next one. Yeah, But I'll I'll pick and choose because I have just a library of oh, stuff God. from yeah. the recording sessions that I, oh, yeah. I can open up all the sessions it could be I've a whole everything. podcast in itself I, I want to do like a soundboard for the band <laughs> right. to where like you know it's just like automatic responses Charming, little, yeah. charming, little, charming little moments. Charming little moments. Yeah. <laughs> 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 call everybody with those. What song so we remember when we get to it is the charming little moment thing from? When we were at the farm? Uh, yeah what song um, is it? Um was it when we were? Uh, I'm sure it wasn't when we were writing. No, no I think it, it has to do with the recording no. thing. We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll remember. It's not dwelling on it. It might come. Yeah. Yeah. Promises. Bad inside joke discussion. Well, let's let's mention track two, and this is "Lovesick Disease." One, two, one, two, three, four. Hey, little lady, I said, what you think? 
This is a song that me and Britton used to play, I think, back in the day when we played in a ragtime band. The song was written t- as a blues song, um, which is funny because I sing the lyrics, and <laughs> there's this weird lyric in there that I always think about. Um, so me and me and Brandon, a good friend of mine who used to play mandolin in the band, I used to play guitar. Britton was on upright, and uh, at the time we had um, Carrie Yannon on vocals. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I wrote this song for that band originally, and I just thought when I had written it, I, and I always liked it because it was kind of just a fun up song to play, and everybody in the band seemed to enjoy it. It was a really upbeat tune, and uh, I just thought it would work well with this band, so I brought it to them, and we've been playing it ever since. But um, there's this lyric in the song I wrote. So I wrote part of the lyrics, but I didn't write one of the verses, and Brandon wrote one of the verses, and he's a good friend of mine from college, and we've played in a ton of bands together, mm-hmm. but he wrote this verse, and in it, he said, um, I was like, you know, I want to say, like, I got my heart in the sky, but my head's where, like, but I'm puking, because you make me drink, so, like, the song's about this woman making you drink, this woman driving you crazy, you got a lovesick disease, you're obsessed <coughs> with her, but it kind of drives you into this bad part of who you could be, but it's all kind of fun, loving, like, dancey, ragtimey, blues-ish song, and um, with this really simple hook, and so, yeah, we, we, uh, me and Brandon are going back and forth on what the lyric could be, and he's like, yeah, your head's, like, in the bathroom sink, like, you puke in the bathroom sink, and I'm like... <laughs> I have done my share of puking. I don't ever recall being like, the sink is where I'm going to puke. You know, he's like, oh, really? And I was like, we had this whole discussion where I just was so blown away that I'm different. like, what are you doing puking in anybody, let alone your own sink or what, you know, whatever. And so I just always was so blown away by that and thought it was so silly. And then we started, 
this band and the song ends up making it in. And I was like, I'm going to rewrite that lyric. But I never did. And it's just still there. And I still think about it all, every time I sing it. I'm like, God damn it, Brandon. <laughs> so I just, uh, that's, you know, that's really it with that one. It's just kind of a, uh, it's an older song from a different band that we kind of uh, took to be our own. We never, I never yeah. recorded it right. either. And I was just kind of wanting to have a recording of it. So Yeah. Well, I think that's cool to hear that, that like, you know, you, you originally pitched it to uh ragtime kind of group and then now it's kind of this grassy string version yeah well again uh you can find this record and uh all this at uh wherever you're getting your digital music at today and uh are we uh you guys planning to do any physicals with this at all or just yeah they are they're ordered they're just taking their time so (laughs) yeah i imagine everybody's kind of behind uh with uh you know since things are yeah Um, but it'd be uh, that'd be fun, man. I like having you know. I know CDs are kind of on the way out and things. And, it's but, nice to have a collection of yeah. You know, like who cares about you know going and buying the new John Bovi Bon John Bon Jovi <laughs> record? You know, I mess his name up every time. Bon John Bovi. <laughs> you know, who cares about having that record? But like a nice, you know, I have a collection of like you know every local oh, record yeah. I can John come Bovey. across. And yep. Those are the records that mean something. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like uh, getting out there and supporting the homies, yeah. buying all kinds of local stuff. And uh, let's talk about a tune called "Thumbin." Just one more town. You can get me there, I can pay you back somehow Let me ride shotgun So I can keep a lookout for love that won't be found I heard she's running from the city Lost in the winds and settling in the Georgia pines If I just knew what it'd take To get locked away in the heart of the love of mine I'm thumbing my way to Georgia Girl, my mind need a few bucks in my sack It's probably riding in the sunset Bare feet hanging out the window of a Cadillac Wasting my time and money On a girl who ain't showing signs of coming back
bucks in my sack I don't know when I like so I you know wrote it starting with like the you know like the little uh, kind of sweeps in and doing that uh, just messing around doing stuff um, you know I'm like oh that sounds pretty neat um, and then you know wrote just kind of like whatever story popped into my head um, you know just a simple little story about some guy chasing some gal down to <laughs> Georgia. Uh, down to Georgia, you know? Um, you know, he's like, yeah, I know there's nothing for me there, but I'm still going to, you know, try, right. you know? Um, so I wrote the verse and the chorus and was like, well, it'd be cool to kind of get, like, the, you know, girl's perspective, too. So I sent it to Becca, and she wrote a verse <coughs> for it. So it's kind of like a, <clears throat> you know, two right. sides of the same story type, right. of, type of song. Um yeah, and it became that. You know, it was one of those. It was one of the. I think one of the easiest songs that like came together. We wrote it band. very fast. We wrote it very fast, and you know, it's not like there's anything complicated going on. Yeah, I literally. You know, it's just, just kind of like it. Shot you the first version of like the verse. I was like, "What do you think?" Yeah, You're like, and I'm like, "That's great. That's pretty neat." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm, I'm down. I had just moved, so it was like, "Okay, um, I'm gonna." Yeah, like it kind of made sense, and uh, take that and know. go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's a it's a simple song, but we were just getting, you know it's a it's kind of a, like a bittersweet feel-good song I guess yeah that's um, for me too so like it came together pretty quickly and mm -hmm. it was a fun one to record and I think it was the last one we finished yeah because I think like we waited for me to like put the last dobro part on it or yep. something it's my but, favorite one of the record yeah yeah it turned mm -hmm. out yep do you do you uh sing much lead or I know you you do a lot of harmony stuff uh, too maybe and... on the second one yeah I'm starting yeah. to have ones where probably I will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So know, for man, now, know, just that one on the first one. But I know you guys do a lot of a cover coming. gig kind of stuff too, and like I just didn't know how much you. Yeah, I don't do a lot of the. Yeah, when we do covers, we normally do ones where I'm mostly singing harmony. Yeah, I think yeah. that's your only lead that you sing. Yeah, right? there's a few coming up that I'll I'll probably start doing, but yeah. yeah. And if she doesn't, I'm just going to show everybody that. <laughs> yeah, the, her getting used to the mic. And, yeah. <laughs> yep. That happened. That definitely happened. Hey. I'm like, no, she can do it. It happens to the best of us, you know. So. <laughs> it's uh, true. You can't, you can't help but you know, right. Those, those are some good songs. Um, but mm -hmm. I think I do find that uh, very cool and uh, unique about the group that mm -hmm. you guys all co sang yeah. and then uh, co-write together and everything. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of and a lot of different voices coming through in the group project. So totally. Yep. Also, fun fact about that song I forgot to mention: uh, Drew Lance played. Or no, he sang harmony on yep. that song as well. So there's yep. you know the three of us plus Drew Lance. Yeah, up in the mix there. Nice. Turned out really yeah, good. He he did. Um, the boy's good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. They just don't make them like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they sure don't. Um, 
Yeah, he did harmonies on that, and you know, we'll get into the other stuff he did on the record. Yeah, later. right on. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, I've I'm, I'm been a huge Drew Lance fan for a long time, and uh, hard not to be. And he. Uh, some of my favorite stuff is when he gets those. Uh, it's just for um, Him and Hillary used to. Hillary Fitz used to do like uh, uh, waterfalls and stuff. Like you know, hearing hearing Drew like it, yeah, getting he, high uh, on uh, on some of those vocals and stuff. And sometimes Drew and I'll do duo stuff, yeah. uh, duo gigs, and that song comes out every single time. Yeah, it's a classic, man. It really is. Yeah, for I sure. uh, I also think go to thinking about a. Um, I did one of my songwriter showcases, and I had uh, Kara Louise, Cree Rider. And uh, Drew Schaefer on the show, and uh, and Kara's like, I, I can do waterfalls, and and then Cree and and Drew like they figured out the chords and like and, and then Drew started playing harmonica on it and like <laughs> and just ripped it and I was like, and but what really uh, you know just totally surprised me like Kara's doing the verses and then all of a sudden throws the rap in there too and I was like I didn't see that coming <laughs> and, uh, and she and she nailed it too so yeah. I was like oh, yeah. uh, but it was a lot of fun but that's such a <clears throat> such a classic kind of good you know good, totally. old, good old TLC <clears throat> but speaking of people that were on the record we forgot to mention on the last song Nick Guzman yeah. played harmonica yeah. oh yeah he yeah. harmonica nice. and we were talking about Drew I'm like no Nick yeah. we, which, didn't, we didn't give him a shout out which yet. sucks because I thought about how good the story that about Nick is when we recorded that day, so we oh, here's get another to, thing I fucked up. We're at right. the. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually really mad that now that you mentioned that that I didn't mention it when we were talking about the song because this is really funny. When uh, Nick got there, he was like in high spirits. We were kind of having some beers, whatever, and we're like, man, yeah, we were excited because we, we just had the session with Chad and it went really well. And Nick gets there, he's like, yeah, man, I'm excited. Like record Betty Lou, and I look at him, and I'm like, we're not recording Betty Lou, we're recording this other song, <laughs> recording Love Sick Disease, and he's like. What? He's like, well, that's not the song Rick sent me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, he goes, well, I had some ideas for that song. And I was like, uh, yeah, no, you're recording on this song. So he had to learn it like on the spot. Yeah, so we, we showed like, him. It's, it's, it's still you're looking for an engineer quick, that's really going to take care of He did a great, he did, he did such a good job, too. He did it. Yes. It kills it. Every time oh, I listen to the great. song, I'm like, mm -hmm. the harmonica is so good. So, yeah, it's it's hilarious because he really, we threw him on a, uh, in the fire on that one or whatever. Yeah. We so, also um, threw Rick in the fire after that, too. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, well, Nick. Uh, <laughs> he didn't mean, care. I mean, Nick's a pro. He's uh, yeah, he was. Good. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. yeah, he did great. He, uh, I, I saw again. Uh, I just had him on a showcase with with my buddy Anthony Russo, and right in the middle of Anthony's song, Nick just grabs his harmonica and starts jamming, uh, long, playing along with, and it was like such a cool thing to see them like just start collabing on the song right away, like and and um, so it was, it was really nice. Like I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, just he's like, a great totally harmonica player. Right, yeah, you know, I love just, his harmonica playing. Picks up on it real quick mm -hmm. and like, hey, I'll, I can add something to this. And but now, yeah, Nick's uh, Nick's one of the coolest for sure. Yeah, I was wondering. I was meant to ask you about their harmonica. I forgot about that. But yeah, I was. I'm glad you guys remembered to mm -hmm. give him a shout out. Mm -hmm. um, well, let's uh, let's talk about um, Diamonds Track Four. Got them diamonds in your eyes, in your eyes, and I can't seem to let go. You told me a thousand 
times, a thousand times But this feeling ain't gone I close the blinds when the sun begins to rise But the days are still long I can't sleep, I don't think and I just dream But I know it's wrong This is the first song we finished for the record. So we were able to release a music video for it because it was just the first one that came together kind of the quickest. Um, at this one, before I, we forget, features Drew Lance on percussion from One Way Traffic. So that's really great. He did a, actually does some other stuff on the record as well, as well as harmonies on quite a few things. So he was great to have in the studio and he's a pro. So it was awesome working with him. Um, the... Yeah, we released the music video for it, which was exciting because it it went pretty well for us considering we just put it on YouTube and the views were pretty good, so that was uh, that was cool. But um, the song itself, I wrote, and it's uh, I mean essentially just written about when you're not uh, kind of over somebody, won't give up on somebody, should have 
when you can't let go, you know, essentially, when you're just faced with that kind of uh, crossroads of like having to let go of somebody, you know, the, the willingness or unwillingness to do that, and that's kind of what the song's about. But um, it's funny because a lot of my friends will tell me, oh, yeah, like that I that listen to the record, they're like, man, I really like that song. I, you know, good job. And then I get like Snapchats and videos of them listening to the song, <laughs> and what they're sending me is Becca's ripping ass fiddle <laughs> <middle> solo. <laughs> so Becca really came through on the bridge and wrote this amazing violin part. So the song is is whatever, but man, when it gets to that part, it's like unreal. So uh, that that's you know. I think where the highlight of the song really lies is the instrumental of the, the fiddle itself. So, But that's another one we like to play live, for sure. It's a mm-hmm. lot of fun to play live. And uh, yeah, like I said, we had Drew in on it, which the percussion really kind of was nice to bring that in because we didn't, we don't have much of that. The first two songs on the record don't have, first three songs don't have any percussion on them. So yeah. we don't get to any percussion until this song. And is that it? Yeah. I think this is the only one with percussion on it, so. Um. Now you guys mentioned uh, recording with Zach, uh, but he also said recording at the farm. So, what? Uh, how much was recorded at the farm, and how much on? Is so, that Zach? If, if we knew the answer to that question, <laughs> um, I think so. It was probably like. Zach was 70, just the two live yeah. tunes. We the did the first the two songs end. on the record. Like we did those at the very end after everything was pretty much done. Yeah, we just went in there. Cut some stuff, you know. Yeah, the songs we knew we wanted to do live, we went and cut those, and then the last four, which are much more kind of like uh, a little less traditional, maybe I guess. Even though the bluegrass, the um, the blues tune isn't necessarily traditional. Neither of them are like traditional songs, but the less kind of conventional bluegrass stuff, we did that. Yeah, it was probably like seventy percent here, thirty percent between the farm or my house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of hopped all over with that one cuz we went out we went out to the farm and we brought the songs with us essentially and we're just like okay, what can we do production-wise on our own to see like what what do these songs need? We can all play multiple instruments. It was kind of like let's just throw all these ideas at the wall and let's just hang out and party for two and a half days yeah, and record everything. Do that, mm-hmm. go to bed at five, and then Matt's like, well, I get up early, so I'm just going to play banjo. <laughs> I made sure to morning. find the most, <laughs> like, the most uh, morning unfriendly <laughs> instrument to track for three and a half hours, About just like creating parts. I, you know, crawl out of my door, and I'm like, hey, Matt, you finally got the part. <laughs> I nailed it. No, but it, it did sound good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we did like some stuff, like because Chad White plays banjo on the record, um, me and Rick shared dobro duties on different songs and so we kind of like took some of the other instruments and like at, Rick did some extra guitar work and stuff so there's like overdubs on the last four songs on all of our parts like there's multiple fiddle parts there's like har- yeah. fiddle harmonies and stuff like that so we kind of like took that time at the farm to just like be like what could these be so when we came to record them in the studio we already knew what the parts were going to be and we right. didn't sit there and waste all this time writing them so that was actually one of the most beneficial things as musically I've sure. ever done was just go out there and uh, well I imagine that. especially as a, a younger group you know like you guys all friends but like having that kind of time together yeah, uh, yeah. spend yeah, a weekend together and just really like really get to hang yeah. And, yeah. yeah yeah you know bring right. you guys closer together as a group and everything else and um i imagine that was you know that's priceless kind of stuff you know mm-hmm. having that opportunity just to jam and hang out and yeah and uh, the diamonds music video um 
shot by James Jackson. Yeah, yeah. James came mm-hmm. out, uh, you know, also out a lot of good, with us. lot of good bloopers and of the night. <laughs> I was going to wonder if we were going to bring that up. <clears throat> it's going to get brought up at <laughs> some point, but... Yeah. It's, uh... But he... Yeah. So the Diamonds music video is just a bunch of B-roll from us, like, recording, working through stuff, <laughs> hanging out. Uh, we also kind of, like, you know, did a little bit of, you know, theatrical shots and what have you. But. Four degree weather. Yeah, so, so you can, <laughs> yeah. it's cool because on the Diamonds music video, you can see where we recorded a fair amount of the record or where most of the record was conceived as far as like production concepts and all that stuff. So that was really cool. And, um, yeah, Rick, if you want to take it away, and uh, <laughs> not really, no. Okay. I, mean, <laughs> I wish this was a video podcast, we could just put it up on, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. We, we, <laughs> thing. There's a funny video. Of Rick, um, James just happens to be filming. It's late at night. We had been recording all day. I mean, we recorded probably for twelve hours. It was hours, party time. Day. We were partying at that oh, point. Yeah. We had kind of given up on I recording. Think they had we had just were... gotten back with a new bottle of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. I was, we were taking trips to Walmart. I was trying to win stickers. It was the whole thing we had going on. <laughs> they but, and I had. 16 NFL stickers yeah. throughout the random house and slapped on each other's instruments yeah. in cases. Yeah, I was trying to win Chicago a Chicago Bears sticker. I'm a big Chicago Bears fan. I was trying to win a sticker or just get one out of the machine at the Walmart and because we would go up there and pick up liquor or food or whatever. And at one point, um, we were just putting them all over Rick's <laughs> farmhouse. They're still there also. They're just everywhere. I moved, yeah, I haven't moved any of them. It's great. They're staying there. That's but great. we were partying really hard that night and... Uh, Becca and Rick was dancing with Becca and Bender, who is here right now. Bender, if you want to bark him out for everybody. The dog, Bender, he was uh, not having it for some reason. Mm-hmm. And James just happened to be filming, and Rick got a, got a bite right where you don't want to get bit by him. And it was just captured on video for uh, everybody. It was, it was truly amazing. We've never released the video. We do have it, and we do yeah, watch we it. We have it. At our own yeah. discretion, but... We'll release it. We'll Maybe release the someday. tape. Just start going hashtag release the tape and uh, yeah. tag us in that. And we'll, yeah. uh, if we can get 100 of those, we'll release it. There you go. Yeah. That's a pretty fun game to play. Yeah. 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 It's good Where marketing. I just saw, uh, I mean, it's kind of old, but uh, just popped up again today. But um, uh, so I guess it was on Twitter and some girl messaged or tweeted at um, David Harbour from um, Stranger Things at uh, Hopper. And mm-hmm. like was like, how many retweets to get you to come do my uh, senior photos with me? And he said twenty five k. And she, oh my and God. she got the video. And he's like, but I have to. I get to wear my college sweater or whatever and hold a trombone. And and then the, that, the next, yeah, the, the next like, that even sounds better. Than the what? next thread is all the pictures from their from her senior photos and like and, they, and of course he's there and it's like, <laughs> so I really like hope it. That's how it went down. But like it was just really <laughs> fun that. He was, you know, played along and like, uh, yeah, I'll do yeah, this. Yeah, that's and, great. So yeah, to hunt, get those uh, tweets in. Your hashtag. Get them in. <laughs> you know, it'll be released at some point. All right. Maybe we'll just like release like half a second at a time. And then <laughs> people can put it together. Just like leading up to it, just blacks out. And then a big old screenshot of you know, Ground Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. that, it was uh, just so funny. Right. Anyway, let's that, uh, that, that's uh, James, James Jackson's a very talented man oh uh, too. So, I'm cool. that's cool that he uh, did that for you guys. <laughs> that Bender talking in on? Yes. Yeah, yeah. James and I have worked a lot together. Yeah. He's done um, in the old band I was in called Backwash. We did. 
three music videos, maybe four. One time I, <laughs> one time I made this whole music video at home by myself, spent probably six to eight hours on it, like pretty intensively, just constantly working on it. And I was like, I know I have this idea right, but I need somebody that actually knows what the hell they're doing to get me where I want to go. I hit up James at like 11 o'clock at night and sent him a video of like, I'm like, how do you do what I'm trying to do? He goes, just come over. So I go over <laughs> to his house <laughs> and we work on this music video till 7 a.m. The next day he was like his girlfriend who he lives with was not happy about the whole thing because we just sat there you know and drank all night and worked on the music video but we finished it that night and it ended up being really cool but it was this whole thing where it was just like the next day I was just like god James we both need to look at ourselves in the mirror and <laughs> 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 what we're doing here but the music video was cool yeah. but yeah James is, is great at what he does yeah uh, let's talk about Southern Sun
I guess this is uh, the title track, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, we kind of screwed with the title track versus the album, like the track itself versus the album. I, I kind of was like, let's make it more the lyric and then pull the song title out, you know? I don't know. I, I kind of, I had never seen that really done before, so I thought it was simple, but like kind of, I thought it looked, looked cool, so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the track I wrote the track on guitar originally and brought it to the band, and the band made it a thousand times cooler. And I think it was the first song. I think we all agreed upon this. We talked about it not that long ago. It was the first song that kind of like helped us find what we want to sound like as a band, what mm -hmm. we want to push towards, what kind of like this midst of playing bluegrass, but not. We don't want to be. A, we love playing bluegrass standards, and I think we all just absolutely are. That's something we love to do, and we'll always have in our show and everything. But. It's not kind of what we want to do as a band, just only traditional bluegrass. So I think it kind of helped us as a band find some things that we could do and that we were good at. Finding our sound. Yeah, finding our mm -hmm. sound and deciding what we, you know, wanted to be as a band. It was just kind of the first song that we wrote that had a, some musical um, concepts that we had never explored before. So, uh, yeah, so that that's kind of it. I know these guys could probably speak to it mm -hmm. as well. I don't know, the, the plot of the song is... Um, about a moonshiner uh, taking it's the plot uh, I, I gonna, I'll tell you what the song, how I wrote the song so then we'll move on from the lyrical content but I had been sitting at my apartment and I had that movie Lawless on starring Shia LaBeouf and it's about a moonshiner uh, Hardy's in it as well yeah it's cool kind of like modern moonshiner western mm -hmm. movie whatever you want to call it but um, I was just watching it and I the plot aspect of um, Shia LaBeouf bringing this girl down to his um, stills and stuff and showing her and being so proud of him and then like the cops show up and it's just like oh god this is a nightmare like you're just like trying to bring this girl down and show off your shady business to her basically <laughs> not having to like flee and so I was like that's a great idea for a song you know as I was watching the movie and I was like okay but I'm, I kind of adapted that idea and screwed around and played with it a little bit so the song if you're listening to the lyrics is is relatively the plot of Lawless. But what I found so funny about the song is we played a show one time and this woman came up to me after and she's like, man, um, I gotta tell you, that song reminds me of my hometown. I'm from Franklin County and that just that song just resonates with me. And 
And I start laughing, and I'm like, yeah, that's the county. <laughs> it's, like it's the county directly next to, or is the county that Lawless is based in. So I was just like, yeah. And then I realized it, and I'm telling her, I'm like, yeah, it's actually, and I just came clean. It was like, it's basically the plot to Lawless. And uh, she just laughed, and it was just really funny, because she had it at least, hey, connected to her. So I was like, okay, cool. It's, mm-hmm. She really got it. There's no... I didn't take anything from the movie, like any, you know. There's nothing no. mentioned of Tennessee or Kentucky or anywhere in that area. Yeah, so so that was that was kind of funny. But I mean, these guys all recorded on it and did quite a lot to the record, so yeah. to that song. So, is that typically like you come in with like the like you're saying writing on guitar and kind of have the bare bones and you just pitch the idea to this band and then mm-hmm. are you guys yep. filling your parts like is that we let it roll yeah. yeah yeah and like Becca has on our new release that we're working on Becca has quite a lot of songs Rick has more songs like we're kind of evening out more I think like the nice thing about our band is that everybody writes so mm-hmm. it's not like I think only the reason that I have majority of the songs on the first record is just because I had come with some songs already and um, mm-hmm. was writing initially but the reality is it's all of our band so it's great because I think the new record's really gonna be amazing because it's just gonna be two songs from this person, two songs from that person. Really be our sound. So yeah, it, it'll be it'll be great. So that's um, I think a thing about the band that I personally really enjoy. I think it creates a camaraderie and like a membership of the band of like everybody's voice is heard beyond your instrument. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was saying that's one of my favorite things about the group that you guys all um, get into your moments to shine and then having, you know, everybody singing and everything else and writing. And so it's cool to see the collaborative effort coming through. So, uh, well, let's play, I don't know. I love all of it, but this might be my favorite song on the album. And, uh, it's I don't mind. in this hall since 16 years old I never complain I do what I'm told working away for the rich man's cold but I've got a place to call home slaving away for minimum wage life passes by you my age Many nights spent away from my home She always waits when I'm gone I don't mind this shovel if it leads to your heart Show me where to dig Today I will start I don't mind the trouble said our vows, we said I do, no one 
blame me for falling for you Nobody saw past a coal miner's shovel Except for a woman like you I don't mind this shovel if it leads to your heart Show me where to dig, today I will start why i like it so much it is kind of kind of like surprised me it was kind of the the uh you know definitely more of a of a ballad and uh kind of you know there's a lot of jams on here uh where you guys are getting a little wild and this one definitely just slows it down and yeah and um uh it's a it's a beautiful song and i was i was messaging rick i was like i I wouldn't be surprised if you guys are playing it at a bunch of weddings and stuff. So, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, but what do you uh, what do you want to add to it, Rick? Um, I mean, that was another one of those like, you know, little sit down, fifteen minutes of inspiration type songs. You know, it came almost immediately. Um, but um, no, like I kind of wrote it loosely based on you know meeting some chick who doesn't like live here so you're like oh that's a neat chick but like i'll never you know see them you know <clears throat> so it's kind of like uh so i kind of got the idea of well what do you write about you know a long distance relationship what do you write about you know somebody that you know you're with or not with but you know you, you do what you have to do to make everything worth it basically um and no, I definitely like writing it. Wanted to keep it as oh, yeah. pretty pretty bare bones as possible. Didn't want to do too much of it outside of you know the. We like you know, complimented we, that we didn't really like it was just yeah good like as scarcity was. was definitely the key yeah um, you know leaving space between everything keeping it slow and whatnot um, another one that Drew Lance landed some vocals on <clears throat> uh, so we've got a nice four part on there. Um, yeah, that one came together pretty easily. That's another one that we easily could have just cut live, but yeah. you know the bones were already there, so we just kind of built on top of that. Yeah, man. I uh, I also texted Rick and I said it was nice that uh, you guys got George Strait to to cut uh, a <laughs> song. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yep, I know. Yeah, he. Uh, it was actually really cheap to get him. Yeah. <laughs> Two hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I cooked him. A, I cooked it's, him a dinner. It's funny that you say that because <laughs> the other day we were playing a gig and this woman had this shirt that said like 
raised on 90s country or something. And, oh, and yeah. Rick was like, I don't care. I'll do Alan Jackson. I'll do George Strait. I don't give a fuck. What do you <laughs> want to do? <laughs> <laughs> I just, what you want? Yeah. Cracking up that you're like uh, comparing him to George Strait. It's yeah. really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, we, uh, we mentioned uh, um, Nick Gussman earlier, and, and he did uh, Chattahoochee. Live oh, yeah, the other night, song. and then he went right into Hoochie Coochie Man, <laughs> and I was like, "Who does that?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nick, Nick Usman and the Coyotes, dude. That's who. That's funny. Yeah, but that was a fun night. Um, Always is. Yeah, well, I, uh, I just went and saw Brooks and Dunn the other night. That was my '90s country fix, and Travis Tritt opened up. It was a good. I, was, um, it was a real good Travis show. Travis Tritt's been in the area. Like three times, I think, in the past month or two. Yeah. Um, and I was bummed I didn't go to the Brooks and Dunn show. It was, uh, so we, it was had, we had something going on, but I don't remember. It was really a fun night. They sounded really good. Um, it was the first night of the tour, and they, you know, so they were kind of working some things out, but it was, uh, it was really a lot of fun to see those guys back together. And I think they said it was like the first time they toured together in 13 years or something like that. So. That's crazy. Some along those lines. Wow. Uh, I think 09 was the last time they were in St. Louis. I think I have a Brooks and Dunn Maybe, maybe not quite 13 right years, now. but it's been a while. But yeah. Um, and then there was like a, there was a moment where they like sat down on stools and they were joking about like, you know, whoever said this was like riding a bike was full of shit. You know, like <laughs> they're all like trying to catch their breath. I was just going to say when you brought that up, yeah. I was like, God, it's a long time to take off playing in a group. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm doing something right now with a band who hasn't played in a while, and I'm just like, whoa, hey now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back in gear here. Well, yeah, they were making jokes that they had to sit down on the stools for a little while, for, and he's like, i got to catch my breath. I'm trying not to die over here or something like that. And like, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but um, they did like a couple, like a little snippet of four songs and, and just kind of gave everybody a little. They were trying to figure out what to add to the set list. They were debating on <laughs> And like they played one. They said, we haven't probably played this in 30 years, you know, like so. Pretty wild to think about that they dusted it off and threw it in the set. And but I don't know. They, they, I mean, they're pros, man. They're, mm-hmm. There's a reason they're one of the best. It was a fun night. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, well, again, you can find uh, the record wherever you get in your music at today. Add it to your favorite um, Spotify playlist or whatever you got going on. You uh, keep an eye out for uh, physical release. Uh, Sometime soon, hopefully we'll throw a big party and celebrate that. And uh, but you can find Screeching Halts on your Facebook and Instagram for all your dates. And uh, we have a big one coming up in the fall here with our good buds in Cluster Pluck, and that will be November twentieth. Uh, Cluck in the Bell, you said, right? Yes, sir. And, where, and where's that going to be? That's down at the Oyster Bar. All right, right on. Uh, I want to say it's from. Nine, nine two or something like sure. that. I know we. I know it's a late. It's a late thing, but yeah. it's for a good cause. You know, uh, they collect canned goods and whatnot. And yeah, yeah. Those guys. That's a, a you know regular uh, annual event for them. And uh, yeah, it, they those boys got big hearts, and and it's cool to see that they continue to do that to help uh, the community. So oh, yeah. definitely. But yeah, they always reach out to a bunch of my other friends around town. So it's cool that you guys got the call this year to. Join the join the party and yeah, yeah we, we met uh, him at like a bluegrass fest. Yeah. And we were playing. They came. It was cool. We played and they came up to us right after and they're like, "Hey, you want to do this show with us?" So. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, you know they definitely have grass influence, but 
They they also like getting weird with some electric yeah, guitars totally. and all kinds of stuff and having totally. a good time and and um, so they are uh, uh, they they don't like necessarily be, I mean because like enthusiast you know they don't want to be called bluegrass because uh, they're not you know so like but it's easy to throw that term around and stuff but they they do a lot more than bluegrass but if you yeah so I learned uh, when I was working at Oyster Bar I learned how to properly describe the band so cipher, not, yeah, not, not to call yeah. them a bluegrass I think band, the like, thing with so. that is that people that play in bands that resemble bluegrass don't want to be called bluegrass because you don't want to be like oh shit now they think we're a bluegrass yeah. band and then like bluegrass purists roll in and you're right. like okay that's not what we said yeah, we're exactly. doing yeah bluegrass purists roll in and they're like well I don't like this band and other people are like well I don't like that band because I don't like bluegrass <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. it's, uh, it gets tricky you know it's like uh, and that's the thing too like those terms you know it's like some you know some bands stay in a, in a lane maybe they they might be defined by a certain genre but a lot of these guys and girls like you know blend all kinds of genres so it's like it's <laughs> hard to say yeah. yeah it's hard to say what a band is and you know it's like it's just good music yeah, yeah i mean if you're i feel like if you're actually listening to music that's not just one genre i would hope that it's influencing you and you're writing outside of right you know being like we need to sound like every song mm-hmm. needs to sound like bill monroe otherwise we're not doing it right it's like well we have a lot of that already and see what else we can do by being influenced by that yeah well, i've uh, been going around asking some uh questions and get your guys take on some of these uh and um i don't know they're kind of goofy but uh all right what would be um like three accessories to go with your action figure when we have a uh, screeching halt uh, action figure. Do we answer for ourselves or do other people answer? <laughs> yeah, that's actually really... Maybe maybe other people answering might yeah. give it a more uh, realistic... <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Well, who's going first, then? Who's on the hot seat first? Um, are we doing it's ourselves? Like, or everybody gets to pick one accessory for the other person. Oh, gosh. All right, so we're doing Matt first. <laughs> okay, okay. So, yeah, you guys pick... Each person picks one accessory for Yeah, I, th- I think that's... That's fair. That's fair, but okay. I'm not going first. Becca, you go first. Oh, my gosh. This is kind of difficult. <laughs> Three... Oh. Items for my action figure. Are we including that's your, the screeching halter instrument? Or we, I my think instrument the instrument one of has to be out of, out of the question. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's so the mandolin, the mandolin comes with the action figure. That's pre-included. I'm going to say a hat for all of you. <laughs> we do all our hats. Except me. I'm going skateboard for Matt. <laughs> yeah, nice. I'm going to do uh, a leather satchel filled with A and D strings. <laughs> And as you click a button on the back, they shoot <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. me and Rick on. are going to have a competition of who could break the most strings in the oh. band. I have somehow managed to win that mm-hmm. in the last six months. So <laughs> no. that's a good one. Yours would be your party fanny. <laughs> I got to have my party fanny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe some so, so Britain's. Is, is, so is Becca, Britain. okay. So Britain's up. Okay. And Becca, you said. I said definitely his party. Fanny party pack, fanny, yeah. yeah. Fanny pack that just says party, party on it. Party. I'm gonna go the axe from Lord of the Rings because every time that I see that guy, I always think of Britain and my axe. I'm just like, I'm like, it's Britain. Definitely, true. I like that. You I are like much more trim and taller than him because he's oh, a thanks. troll or a dwarf. What is he? Oh, he's definitely a troll. Troll. Okay. <laughs> You're much he's more handsome than him. But for some reason, it's the beard always gets me with that. So I'm going to go with the Lord of the Rings axe. I'm going with the tutu. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that is oh, what's a sight to see a battle axe or with the two two in a party. Yeah, the cheetah vest would be good too. Also, maybe that's just like a combo. Yeah. A fanny pack with Dungeon Dungeon and Dragons dice in it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm liking this. Where is coming out? We're taking pre-sales now. Yeah. No kidding. I'll start whittling them. Um, okay, oh Becca. Gosh. I'm going to go first on Becca's. Oh, God. Becca, a 24-ounce t- can of Twisted Tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the life. When we're out on the road and we um, are kind of doing the gas station drink thing so where we're all maybe getting a drink from the gas station, <laughs> uh, I drink them as well. But, yeah, Becca just kind of has been notorious. I initiate for her everyone for that. all sounds right, good. Right, right. That is true. Well, I'm just going to say the obvious one. It comes with a... Uh, an action bender as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the dog. Dog yeah. companion. I'll take dog. Now I gotta think of something. <laughs> oh, man, you better think of yeah, I'm yeah, I know, no kidding. For you, um, <laughs> You're definitely wearing like the baby girl tank, right? Yeah, sure. Yes. It comes with the baby girl tank. <laughs> um, just so people know what we're talking about, we did a photo shoot with Gary so Bland. Part of the band. He's an amazing photographer. Yeah. We just did it with her a few weeks ago, and uh, Becca, we all had a couple outfit changes because we just were like, let's get it all done today. We'll change a couple outfits, go yeah. to a couple different locations, and we're done with it. <laughs> and uh, the first one we took was a pretty conventional kind of like bluegrass band looking thing. And the second one is we went to this bar that we don't actually ever really go to, but it's really cool. It's mm-hmm. down at Henry's, which used to be the old shanty down in Soulard. And the back of it is like these cars that they've sawed the roofs off of and there's like old boats and shit that they've just restored to be basically bar seats but like you know you can sit in them and uh yeah becca had a tank top that said baby girl on it and we just i got tired of my outfits we just all we'll bring it up often (laughs) it's actually it's a photo of just that (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, that's the uh that's just cover art for our next single right (laughs) in rick wagner's yeah wait no, I, I haven't gone yet. Oh, sorry. Oh, I didn't yeah, have the baby girl tank. The, the baby girl no, tank. No, I did tend to say too. I'm gonna have to go with like a big old bag full, of like the craziest yarn you've ever seen. Yeah, you're right. I was gonna say <laughs> something, oh, something to soft. Yeah. Something to pass yeah. my time on the road. <laughs> right. I can see that. I don't know for you. Maybe your gasoline sticker. It's got to be somewhere. Gasoline what? sticker. It's <laughs> on your case. Oh. It just kills me. It comes know. equipped with a fully functional. Um, <laughs> red or uh, orange pocket knife. I always yeah. know what's your case. Like, Rick, when I need to know where me, your would case be the, the is, tool, that's how I know. a toolbox. <laughs> Rick's like fixed my brakes, done all kinds of shit for me, yeah. and he's like constantly fixing everybody's stuff. And that's how we know it's you. So I'd say a toolbox <laughs> would be a good one. I mean, that's my side job. How do you think I pay the rent? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you pay the rent. I've been wondering how you've been paying the rent for years now. <laughs> <laughs> Now, for Shane, for you, oh, yeah. oh, um, man. I'm going to have to say some <laughs> form of hostess. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, like a mop. Definitely like a mop or something like janitorial. Right. The ladder, maybe. <laughs> and then I guess the hat, you know. Yeah. Got to have the hat. <laughs> yep. That sounds pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. I, uh, that was a good question. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Yeah, that was I fun had to think one. about them. We just got closer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about uh, a dream duet or a collaboration you guys would like to see for the group? 
know. A dream one or a realistic one? So the question was dream one? Yeah. A dream collaboration. A dream one would be us all arguing about who our favorite musician is, probably. <laughs> but I think we could probably give a more realistic concept, maybe, people in the area or... Because obviously I would love to hear Sam Bush on one of our songs and me just That'd not play mandolin right. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> but Or I guess somebody that doesn't play. Like I would love to do something with like Joanna Newsom on harp or something like really something weird and out, out there. there. Like, that would be very cool to me. Um, less like up the, you know, it'd be cool to have Jerry Douglas on our record. That would be great. But I think that it'd be more interesting to grab somebody that we don't, it would seem a little bit more out of place with like a, just I think a good example would be Joanna Newsom like on, on an instrument that's just not in the genre yeah. you know try to bend it a little bit just for fun but maybe keep it still true to what we do I think something like that would be cool I don't know if anybody else has any ideas on yeah. that Clavis. Yeah. <laughs> just have Clavis sing one of our songs, which is bluegrass music. Sing in the, the whole record. <laughs> we'll just do Elvis songs in the style of bluegrass and have Clavis sing them. I saw a good video of him at uh, the Gathering of the Juggalos. And oh, I know. Like, the one with him and uh, Vanilla Ice was yeah. wild. Yeah. You know what? And then, Dream collab, Fred Durst, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's Clearly, what I was bringing that, I was bringing that back. I mean, that's why I queued it up for you. I was like... Yeah, you know, I'm sorry it took, just me, end I'm like sorry it took me five minutes to get it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just figured that was a given one. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. by the way, I, mean, I was never minute. saying that Joanna Newsom was a realistic option for us. <laughs> <laughs> like, something a little bit more out there. But I think Fred's a bit pretty yeah, no, yeah. You DM him or whatever's going on over there, so you're good. I'll do it right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I got a song I'll proposition do it, I'll do it right now. <laughs> If you get a, re- a reshare, it's that would be amazing. Yeah. It'd be great. Try it. You try it. You like it. <laughs> <laughs> we might play at the next level, please. Imagine that. <laughs> West Borland can't make it. Just kidding. It's the screeching halts. All of us. <laughs> Just in his one spot on stage, all wearing the outfits. <laughs> playing our own instruments. Oh, that'd be so cool. Not even playing the song, just playing our song. <laughs> While they're playing like, a thousand times louder props. than us. <laughs> Uh, That's cool. I like the idea of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. What uh, is there? If there was something you guys could get into the Guinness Book of World Records for, what do you think it might be? As a band? Yeah. Fastest song. Fast. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, that's, that's probably so really cool. hard to do. <laughs> that'd be really hard to do. We could do longest song. Yeah. Um, probably. That'd be hard. Sure we would. We could do fastest picking. <laughs> Maybe uh, by the time we're done with all our merchandise, the most bleached T-shirts as a group of people. <laughs> we currently have merchandise that we partly bleach and then tie-dye. And uh, I would say that that's maybe an option, something non-musical. Yep. Maybe most beers drank as a band <laughs> in a night or a weekend. That's, On a four-hour gig? That's, that's, I was going to say, really, maybe like highest bill racked up at a show that you're playing and then not being paid for because you ran the bill Even up too high. Chick. <laughs> yeah, you end up leaving a Well, our chick's half grand. the problem. She's the one that can hey. drink as much as anybody else in this band. <laughs> Gotta hold my own. <laughs> That's pretty realistic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what about uh, a song that always gets stuck in your head? Oh, gosh. What'd you guys, what about, like, is there something you guys woke up singing this morning? or? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but I can't think of it now, obviously. Um, I can't uh, think of the name of this song, but that Kanye song that's like, Do you think about me now and then? Oh, Fireworks no. of Lake Michigan. 
Cause I'm coming home again. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a. Uh, you guys don't know that song? Well, <laughs> well, it's a Kanye West song that's just constantly stuck in my head. It's about Chicago, but I, I, every time I hear it, it's stuck in my head. Then for like three weeks, and I'm just like going to open my car and like go away. I don't. I'm not listening to it like outside of the time that I heard it when I was just at some bar or something and it was playing. But that song, what is the name? Of, I'm gonna find out the name of that song. Mine was, oh, you can go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, for some reason, most morning, it's a Powerpuff Girls theme song, but just the, just like the fast drum beats. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. The name of coming. Most mornings, every time, I'm just like, all right, let's have a summer day. What up, laundry? Like, I'll get to you, but Powerpuff Girls is running. Then, I mean, I feel like a woman, Shania Twain. That's my gal. Let's go, Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Did you see that Powerpuff Girls was doing a live action movie? Yeah. I seen that. Yeah. Crazy. Did you watch the trailer at all? There's like this weird trailer. Good. Yeah. I haven't seen the trailer, but oh, the concept is that they are now like been it? done with their superhero lives for like. Yeah. 15 years and like in the early 20s the or Colorado. something yeah, and the, they're now just like <laughs> yeah. yeah we yeah, we watched it on the road when we were in Colorado yeah. so maybe you were sleeping yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe I, sleep no, I mean who else would have shown me other than written though yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah <laughs> I, was, no, I was I think I was I think the one was that was mad. championing that moment because oh. I, I was just I just couldn't believe it I was like what the hell how are they going to do it and then it made so much sense they're like Oh, they're just like living their regular ass lives now, <laughs> and like they're just like these. I wonder if they I think got like Mojo Jojo the girl yeah. mind warped or mind the uh, amnesia. They show him in the trailer, but I forget kind of what he looks like. Yeah, I'm, I'm very picturing the Jesus from uh, Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck with the Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm with you, uh, Britton, on the, um, mine is typically something like that, too, like, where it's just, like, a random part of, uh, one song, and then it's just, like, on a loop until I lose my mind, so. Another one's Cat Dog. Yeah. Oh, Very man. catchy. One fine day, a wolf and a bear, yep, baby was born so in a <laughs> All the, uh, the classics. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, well, very cool. Well, this has been uh, a ton of fun, you all. I'm really glad we got to hang out tonight and, uh, sure. and do this. And um, I can't wait for uh, some more new tunes coming from the group. Like I said, we guys are already talking about getting in and recording some new stuff. So um, can't wait to hear what's coming next. And yeah, we should be releasing a single in the next month or so. so. All right. We'll get plugged in on the socials. Uh, be sure to uh, hit us with uh, those hashtags. Uh, to release the video, <laughs> make sure to tag Fred Durst. And Michael Jordan, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to tag Michael yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. We've been tagging Michael Jordan for a while, just trying to get him to respond to right. us. So far, he hasn't, but we're hopeful. Yeah. As hopeful. I've learned from you know, you know, contacting and feuding I, with celebrities, it will work. Persistence. Persistence <laughs> plus time and effort pays off. The reality you know, is Michael uh, Jordan was probably considered a plus celebrity, and <laughs> these other celebrities we've been going at are a little below Michael Jordan territory. Know, you put Michael Shoot Jordan for the on the same scale, Shoot you know, it's going to balance you're not, out. You're probably not wrong about that. God, never mind. I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who writes better songs? Uh, yeah. Got a point Fred there. Durst. 
Man, I I'm, oh yeah, right. Michael Jordan didn't write "I Believe I Could Fly." <laughs> <laughs> he just jumped in the air to it. <laughs> Damn, that's I love that quote. That's <laughs> good. I'm gonna get that tattooed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hashtag that. Yeah. With well, thank you all. Good thank night, everybody. Man. Good night. Thank you. Bye. Wow. Rock, rock, paper, podcast. Rock, paper, podcast. Rock, paper, podcast. Rock, paper, podcast. Well, yeah, that was it.